Oh my gosh. We are welcoming our ninth guest of season four for Marketing Tip Tea Time. It has been a whirlwind. It's already the end of November. That's right. And we are entering the holiday season. Thanksgiving is this week. We are pre-recording. So you're going to be like, what is going on? He's talking about Thanksgiving. Um, that was last week, but no, we're actually pre-recording <laughs> this. And I'm sitting here with Dr. Vish yes. from the Monfort College of Business at uh, UNC Greeley, the University of Northern Colorado, not to be confused with uh, UNC, the uh, University of North Carolina. Today, is it's going to be amazing. So Vish actually has done so much for me personally and for so many students who have come out of the Northern Colorado area and out of the Monfort College of Business for Marketing. He has been an inspiration to so many students and have gone on to do great things. So we wanted to take some time. We had Sherry Christensen a few episodes ago who was my high school business teacher. And now we want to dive in and know a little bit more about what it takes at the collegiate level to do essentially the same thing. What do you need to do in college in higher education to set yourself up for success for when you come out of school, when you graduate, how do you get to where you wanna go? How do you do things in college that translate? And so that's what we're gonna dive in today with, with Dr. Like Vish here. But before I, like I do that, we have to talk about our sponsors who make everything possible. Whole Brain Consulting, thank you, thank you, thank you. They are an outsourced operations consultancy that specializes in the consumer products industry, providing solutions catered to your needs. Go to whole-brain-consulting.com for more information. And also thank you to Color World. Color World is your one-stop shop for everything anime. Go to colorworldlive.com for more information. And drum roll. Here's Vish, he was sitting next to me the whole time, so we didn't have we didn't have him, you know, jump in like we usually do. But Vish has an amazing story about uh, coming to the United States, getting his doctorate, becoming a professor. Again, like I said, he has been my professor. I actually had him uh, for f all four years. I actually even had him That's my right. freshman year. That's right. I went to Europe with him on a study abroad trip. Lots of great times. And so I just, I, we just have to dive in. And uh, I'm going to let Vish tell a little bit more about himself, a little bit of bio. If you were to talk about... Just a three-sentence biography. What would you say about yourself? He wants a three-sentence biography. The first sentence is that I am a first-generation college student from my family. Wow. My dad actually went out to work in restaurants, etc., when he was four years old and saved money and sent it back to my grandma. And he, as he was actually getting his life together, he realized how important education is. So uh, he decided to uh, send me abroad to study actually engineering. That was my very first college major at New Mexico State. And uh, once I got my engineering degree, I went to work for two companies, uh, Beardsley and Piper, who was a manufacturing company, and uh, National, Nat National Cylinder Gas, and that was a company that took atmospheric air and turned it into liquid oxygen, liquid nitrogen, et cetera. Wow. And uh, so I was actually a customer relations uh, individual engineer for both companies. And it was really, really quite an experience. And they suggested that, you know, because I like to work with people, I, I deal well with them. They said, you ought to go get your MBA. And that's how this whole excursion started for me. 
And as I got my MBA, I was substituting for my teachers or my professors, I should say. Yeah. And the students went back and told the department head, I got more out of one day of listening to this young man than I did whole semester listening to these professors. That's how my teaching career started. So he Wow. No. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And and then you ended up at Monfort College of Business. Monfort College of Business because they were going for their accreditation, AHCSB accreditation, the very first one. Okay. And uh, they hired me in 85 and it took about 8 years to get our first accreditation. We got our accreditation in 93 and we've been reaccredited ever since and we are we have a visit coming up. Uh, wow! Next year, amazing. Uh, this will be our seventh accredit reaccreditation. Congratulations! Congrats! Hey, and you're part of the hey, first the first round. That's great. So I how am. many years is that for those who, who can't math? <laughs> I have been at UNC for thirty seven years. This for is, those of you who don't know, that's a long time. <laughs> thirty seven years is is a long but time. But it, it's been a very very educational and enriching journey that is right. that is what it's been wow yeah and okay so today we have a little bit of chai tea from royal nepal which is actually a restaurant here in Greeley, right next to our studio that's right and it's two two building two or three buildings over and this is what vish loves to drink and he actually got my wife and I addicted to this as well. That is so. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and and pour a cup here. Do you have any stories about chai tea or anything that's actually uh, chai is uh, very frequently consumed in India. It is uh, it is one of those staples that um, we drink it in the morning, in the afternoon. Uh, in, any chance we get, we indulge in drinking chai. And it's an interesting concoction. When I say that, the the Indians prepare chai, the tea and the milk and the sugar, everything gets boiled at the same time. Um, and then um, it is sort of filtered through some nice little filtering system. And uh, the chai becomes extremely potent, rich, flavorful, and unbelievably tasty. Oh, yeah, it is great. And you said that they steep or they brew like directly into milk. Yes, they they boil the whole thing together, meaning the tea leaves, uh, the milk, the sugar, uh, right. everything everything comes up together. Wow, and then, uh, that's great. Here, yeah. cheers. Let's let's try. Cheers this. to you. Yay, love it. Oh, that is good. <laughs> it's a great it's a great winter tea. It's, yes. it's a great fall tea. It's actually a great all around tea. Um, there's a lot going on in it. That is correct. A lot. It's very, very flavorful. Yeah, a lot of depth. A lot of depth. A lot Cardamom, of spices. cinnamon, sugar, um, all kinds of nice, interesting spices. Tea masala, as they right. call it. It's a mixture of various flavors putting into the tea. It, it is just incredible. So that is one of my favorites. Actually, oh. Nirmal and Nischel at the... Uh, Sherpa Grill, make this especially for me when yep. I get there. <laughs> Sherpa Grill. Sherpa Grill, Royal Nepal, all, it's kind of the same kind of the same place. They had a yep. rebrand, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did. Um, wow, yeah, an amazing tea. If you're in Greeley or if you're in the you have northern to try Colorado it. area, you have to try it. Uh, and then, you know, if you're not, find out how to make it. There's TikTok, there's YouTube. <laughs> there's always a chai recipe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So Vish, uh, let me. So I again, I had Vish all four years of of my undergraduate at UNC, and I want to dive in a little bit about what students can do to set themselves up for success. How because you know there's the classroom, right? Everybody goes to class, but the class is where the learning starts and not where the learning ends. That is correct. What are some things that students should be doing? You know, I, I tell them as they uh, get into one of my very first classes, there are four or five things that they have to really, really be able to do once they graduate, or even as they are graduating. Number one, you know, I challenge them to define themselves in one word, okay? In other words, what do they represent? What If somebody comes to them as, what is your brand? Asking them, what's your brand? What we do is uh, we sort of go, oh, I don't know, I like to do this and I like to do that, etc. But what I want them to do is focus. What is it that they are happy doing, they are comfortable doing, and they really want to do when they graduate. Nobody remembers anything from a textbook. Uh, <laughs> after six months after they graduate, etc., you ask them, I mean, I challenge you, ask anyone, what textbook did you use in this class or that class? And let's see how many of them remember the name of the textbook. I, I do remember some, but from the music school, not from go. the business that's school. That's because that was your passion at that time. Yep. And see, that's, that's the thing. Anyway, I basically tell them one of the first challenges that they're going to have when they graduate or when they start working is to find answers. Okay, I never give my students answers in my classroom. <laughs> he doesn't. I show them <laughs> how to get to them. And there are literally tens of hundreds of ways to get there. Yeah. So the whole idea is to be able to find information. But there's a caveat. Every Tom, Dick, or Harry is going to be giving you information about anything. So your job now becomes how do I cull the information gotcha. to more usable information for my query that I have. Right. So that's their challenge. I, I use an example in class. You, you've done this. I ask my, one of my students, give me a topic. So one of them yells out, fishing. Ah, okay. So yeah. if you go into Google and just type in fishing, you literally have over 300 or 3 billion places that you can go look at for information <laughs> for fishing. Yeah. How old are we going to be by the time we get through all of them? So what I suggest them, to, okay, now tell me how do we narrow this information to what you want? Then they say, fishing in Colorado. Now, from 3 billion, you get to 300 million places you can look right a little bit more attainable now what do we say how do you narrow it down further now they go fishing in well county they still have over three million places to go then i ask them what kind of fishing do you want to do fly fishing now say fly fishing in well county see so the whole task mm. is step by step filtering the information that is available to you to more manageable ones so that's that's the first thing they need to do. Right. So look for information to we, literally focus on what the problem situation is. There, there's a little secret to most of people's jobs, 
and that is that in order to be good at what you're doing, you've got to learn how to be a good Googler. <laughs> well, Google is a word verb anymore, yep. and that's exactly what it is. So that's the first thing. Again, looking for information and the right kind of information and how to be able to cull the information. The second thing really you need to know is how to use it to get the query addressed or answered that you have. Right. And uh, that is also a, a real challenge. In other words, how to be able to think critically and to be able to think in, in a more organized fashion. That is absolutely critical. So organized thinking after you find the information to actually answer or address the query. That's another one. And the other thing I tell them is to always find a mentor. Okay, there is so much, so yes. many advantages in actually yes. locating a mentor that you admire, you want to uh, emulate, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So finding a mentor is absolutely critical. My mentors really looked at my talents and what I could do, and they directed me in the direction where I can actually um, develop my passion, increase right. it, just, just go after it, so to speak. So that's the other one. And another thing I tell my kids is, anything you do, have fun with it. Ah. That is absolutely critical. Yeah. You don't want things that you do to be a chore. You yep. want it to be a challenge, but a fun challenge. And that should be able to direct you in the right direction to address some of the things that you have to do. So that's right. the other one. So finding a mentor is absolutely critical and having fun is the other other thing you have to do. So speaking of fun, how, uh, so one of the most fun things I did in college was the study abroad with your class. Yes. How important is studying abroad to education to college students? You know, that is a great question. And I've, I've been taking students to uh, different parts of the world over the past 30 years. And the most interesting thing that I find when they travel with me is when their eyes light up. Okay. In other words, mm -hmm. there's a lot more to this world than your little cocoon that you grew up in. And so by going abroad and studying the cultures and being with the people of various countries, it literally illuminates your ability to think differently. Okay, it's kind of like Steve Jobs said some time ago, it doesn't matter if you do what other people do, but do it better. Right, <laughs> yep, yep. And that's what traveling abroad and mingling with people that, are, that have different backgrounds and that are diverse, what that does is allows you a, an amazing perspective of how to address various issues. Right. There you go. Wow. That's what it is. That's amazing. <laughs> and so throughout your years of, of teaching, what has been the biggest obstacle in a class to, that, you, that you've had to bring students through to learn? What, what has been the biggest moment that's like, oh wow, we, we really gotta pull the students through here. And what did, what did you do and what did the students do to, to get through those situations? You know, that's another interesting question. Oftentimes, I just finished a paper that we're gonna present in about a week, or in about three weeks actually. Right. 
And it, it is about ecosystem. Okay, I am a big believer in the learning ecosystem. And what that essentially means is that everything around a classroom, including what is in the classroom, is very organic. My role is to really address that organic nature of things that go on, the environment, the students, the faculty, the subject matter, uh, all yeah. these things really have to work together. So when whenever somebody comes to me and says, oh, this student is not able to learn or that student is not able to learn, my immediate reaction is, have you looked in the mirror lately? Because it is not the students, it is how you approach the students mm. in providing the opportunity to learn. Right. We don't all learn the same way. Right. So designing a, uh, a classroom environment, which I call a safe space, is where students can essentially be themselves yeah. while they're learning. Right. And if you give them that self-learning opportunities, I think every student can learn, albeit in different ways. Right. So yeah. I, I really think all of them can be ben benefiting from a classroom if the classroom is designed the right way. Right. Marketing isn't rocket science, okay? And meaning, if you treat your customers right, they are going to come back to you for more. Yep. And why is that so difficult? True. You see? Yeah, so a lot of people don't get that. that well, we make, it, <laughs> we make it difficult. Right. And uh, again, I show my class lots of videos, and there are, one of them is where Simon Sinek basically says, if your goal is profit, you already started on the wrong foot. Profits mm. are the results of what you do well. Yeah, See? exactly. And therefore, profits are important, but it is what you do with what commitment and uh, what fervor you do, that is the most important thing. If you do that well, you are going to have people breaking down your front door. I guarantee you. Wow. Guarantee you. It's simple. Well, it is. So, okay, so marketing simple, sort of. And then, you know, four years in it, what, what is the thing that you want a student to come out of your classes with? What, in, in the marketing world, what can they use? What is, what is the one thing you want them to walk away with and say that I did my job there, now they know? The ability to think. Mm. The ability... That's yeah, to think. That's good. That is no. That is the most important thing. We don't want them to be robots. We want them to be able to think about what their challenges are and how to address it. You see, we condition our students. When I say we, I'm sorry. Most instructors condition their students to recognize the symptoms and not the problems. Right. Not the causes. My job is to have them recognize the causes that cause the symptoms. Yeah. Because if you can address the causes, then you can literally be much more effective in getting the challenges overcome. Wow, yeah. No, we are. We are totally conditioned to look at the symptoms. I ask them a very simple question. What do you do when you get a headache? And my entire class, one of them says, I sleep. The other one says, I drink water. The other one says, I take ibuprofen, somebody else says I take aspirin. 
But right. nobody looks at what caused that bloody headache. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing right. is to look at the causes rather than the symptoms. And if you wow. can condition yourself to do that. And again, one of the first questions that I ask every one of my students in anything is why. Mm-hmm. Okay. An organization. Back to Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yep. The organization has to have a mission. The mission is the why. The strategies are the how, and the tactics are the what. Yeah. And the again, Simon Sinek makes money saying this, but that's that's his. <laughs> he does. He has the circles. That's, and, that's his yep. prerogative. Yep. But the whole idea is that every one of us love to talk about what we do, mm-hmm. but very few of us know how we do it. Yeah. And very, very, very few of us know why we do it. Yeah. So start from the inside out and think about why you are engaged in something and does that make sense? Right. And surround yourself with people that believe in that and now you have an organization that is going towards the same goal. Right. And then have them dictate how to get there. Right. And then finally put it into implementation and practice. So, So speaking of that conditioning, how and I asked this to, to the to my high school business teacher, how big do you think is the gap between what education is currently doing, higher education, what they're currently teaching, and what the real business world is demanding for the actual skills? Do you think there's a big gap there? Do you think there's a small gap? And how how can students close that gap if the institution is not actively trying to close that gap for them. Well, the the to me, I don't think I don't think the students are unable to do it. Yeah. It's just that they haven't been given an opportunity to do it. Guy, I got you. So yeah. my function in my classroom, my role in my classroom is to provide my students the opportunity right. to really look at things differently than they've been conditioned to look at. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so what I, I insist on, why they do what they do. Yeah. And how can they make it better. Right. And then what needs to be done. And again, I I have lots of little thingies that I um, <laughs> tell my kids. Right, yeah. One yeah. of the things is that I want them to look at everything they do from the point that they walk into my classroom the very first day is to look at everything as a process. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's key. Hold what I, I want to start. That is key. All right. Hold on. That's something that we haven't necessarily heard a lot on the show before. And I almost spit out my tea there for a second. But looking at things as a process, very important. Absolutely. And, and I just, that was, write this down, everyone. All right. Now, and, and the thing is, though, what does it mean? Everybody is been given the word process, but do they really know what it means? Right. It, it really means that there's no one perfect way to do anything. Everything that you do can be done better. Therefore, it's your job to look for better ways to do everything that you do. And that's my primary, how do I say this, uh, preaching to my kids. Look at everything you do as a process because there's no one perfect way to do anything. So 
What are some ways that you can identify ways to get better in your process? So Very what good question. What how do you identify those things and how do you work on that? Very good. There are four components to a process. See, he's got it all down. It's no. all, it's all it's all broken out. It's his master class is coming out soon. It is simple. <laughs> no, it is simple. You have an input component, you have a transformation component, you have an output component, and you have a feedback component. Those are the four components of a process. You can constantly look at each one of them and see how they are making you better. I.e. Input, which is you, okay? Can you augment your skills on a regular basis? Okay, augmentation of your skills. That's the input side of it. Transformation, how do you convert the input into output? And that changes all the time. That's part of the environmental setup. Yeah. Output, it, it was what comes out. You see, and that's the other side of it. We, as a group of individuals, we've always looked at the results and not the effort. That hurts me too, because it is important yeah. to know the effort, how much effort needs to go into it to get the right output. And once you, that's the transformation process. Yeah. Once you do yeah. that, the output pops out, and now the feedback allows you to see if all the things worked the right way. And if the feedback isn't, it can always be improved. Yeah. Okay? And if you can look at all those four components in a in an organized fashion, wow, you are on your way to success. That, okay, that is, we call it spilling the tea. We've had so, <laughs> so that, this is partially why I asked Vish to come on the show because the thinking is so different. It's, it's building blocks, right? These are, these are, concepts that Vish, Dr. Vish is talking about that apply not just to marketing, but to everything. Yes. And these are the foundational blocks of how to be successful in whatever you're doing. And uh, we call it spilling the tea on marketing tip tea time. <laughs> and so I just, so you have, um, what was it? You said it was input, input, transformation, transformation output, and feedback. feedback. Mm -hmm. That I hope you have your notebooks and your pencils out. Because that it's a is, simple process. It, wow, it, it's not complicated. We oftentimes try to complicate things, yeah. and again, each one of those components is affected by the environment. Right. And wow. the environment is the most dynamic ingredient in the whole makeup. Environment makes the input change, the transformation change, the output change. Therefore, the feedback changes. Wow. <laughs> See, I, I every time I sit down with Vish, I learn something. Every single time, no. let me tell you. I'm, I'm I've been very silent during this episode because I've just been like, oh my gosh, I gotta, gotta actually pay attention here. It, it, oh, wow. No, it, it is, it is really most of the things that happen around you, we complicate it for some reason. Right. And you don't need to. And the, this is the other thing. Um, when you start working in the marketing area, how many times do you talk to other marketers? Mm. Very few times. Yeah. Who you talk to are people that have no idea about marketing. So our function as a marketer is to simplify things. And if you can, sim and that is true for any function of a business, you have to simplify yeah. things. 
And that's the other formula you need to put in the back of your mind. How do I simplify things wow. and make it transparent? And you do that, success is everywhere. And what, so, okay, follow-up question. What are some ways that you have simplified something? Okay. <laughs> I no, know, we're, that's, we're no, diving no, no. in. That's, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Classroom. Okay. How do I simplify what happens in a classroom? By creating an environment where the students basically feel so comfortable being themselves, not who I want them to be. So I allow them the freedom to be, literally be themselves. Right. There are no bad questions in my class. When they add, there are no bad questions because they are being inquisitive and it is my job to point out the right direction for them. I'm not gonna give them the answers. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show them how to get the answers. Right. That's the process. Wow. <laughs> so that's what I've done over the years. And when I first started, I used to do what every instructor used to do, read the chapters and show the PowerPoints and this, that, and everything else. My class is very different today. Yeah. All we do is stand up there and converse with each other, with each other. I don't sit there and talk to them. Actually, I wish I could show the audience my recorded lectures. That would be really interesting. We could see. throw one into the comments we if can you do want it. to. We yeah, let's do, do that. And, let's do uh, that. In other words, we sit, we, I have a little smart board in front of me and I scribble a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> he does, yeah. And, and therefore, it is just an exchange of information with them coming into the classroom to learn some more stuff. For example, today we were talking about some pricing strategies, okay? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about market the, one pricing. One of the, and, what, four P's? Yes, correct. Or is it five now? I think well, they added a P at one point. You can add as many <laughs> as you want. No, but the thing is, though, but pricing is one of the most flexible, flexible, uh, how do I say this? Variable in marketing. You okay. you can really move it up and down the way you want to if you know why you are moving it. <laughs> mm, that's a key so, right there. So we, we actually talked about some of the pricing strategies, conceptual versus uh, technical strategies in class today. And I tell you what, my kids, they had thought processes in every one of them. Wow. And uh, I couldn't keep them down. That's great. But that is because they are affected by it. Right. But they don't know how it came about. Right, right. So we were talking about markup pricing. And it was simple. I asked him a simple question. I Something cost me a dollar and I sold it for two. What's my markup percentage? So one of them puts up his hand and says 100%. So I went back to him and I said, now I'm going to say it's 50%. Prove me wrong. Mm. And they go, oh, you must be. I said, no, prove me wrong. And so the whole idea is you yeah. take the difference and divide it by either the cost or the retail price. If you divide it by the cost, you get 100%. If you divide it by the retail price, you get 50%. I said, am I wrong? No, but if I'm a retailer and I'm talking to you, what sounds good to you? Yeah. 50% or 100%. Hello, 
And that's why that's how I want them to think about things. Right. You know, don't take anybody's word for it. Yeah. Think about it. That makes sense. So what what is the number one piece of advice that you have for any student who wants to shoot for being let's see, let's get a little bit let's get a little bit um, specific here. They want to be the marketing director of let's say a a medium-sized company somewhere. Okay. What is the number one piece of advice that you'd give a student who's in maybe their final two semesters? And I know you'd say, oh, it's too late now. No, we but, <laughs> but final two semesters to set themselves up for success to get that job. Okay. He's walking into my court every time he talks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What I mean by that is, you see, I want them to, I show them my hand. I go, marketing, finance, accounting, CIS, management. They are all fingers in a hand. They're all functional areas of a business. Can any of you, I ask my students, do push-up with one finger? Absolutely not. You won't be able to unless you're Bruce Lee or somebody. <laughs> right, which right. You're right. So, which you're not. <laughs> here's the thing. Marketing, finance, accounting, CIS, management. Put them all together and you have your fist, now you can do the push-up. Right. So what I want them to do first is think like a business person and then think like a marketer, a finance person, an accountant, etc., etc. Because if you cannot integrate everything as a business, you're going to be useless. Wow. So they have to essentially be well-versed in all of those That's areas. Correct. And you do that. That's your opportunity in college. You're taking accounting classes, finance classes, marketing classes. Learn how to integrate them. Yeah. And be a good business. Not person. just silos. That's correct. Oh, wow. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, that that is... We, our, our minds, my mind's blown. I don't know if your mind's blown as the audience here, but this was some great information that has come from, again, to me, one of the most influential professors. Oh, in oh let me tell you though, like huge influence on me and a huge influence on so many of my colleagues and friends and even family uh, that, have, that have had Dr. Vish over the Thank years. You. And so, um, any, any last words for our audience that's watching that you want them to know or, or, or do, or be, or say? <laughs> no, the only, again, I, I'm not a big person to advise anyone else because you have to actually find yourself in whatever you do. And, uh, yeah. and so my, my only thing would be be yourself in whatever you're doing and have fun with it. Wow. That's it. Fantastic advice from Dr. Vish at the University of Northern Colorado marketing professor in the Montfort College of Business. Thank you to everyone who has made Marketing Tea Time what it is. I say this every time, but honestly, we, we can't say thank you enough. We owe so many thank yous to so many people. Um, again, we run through the list. Thank you to Josh French, our technical producer. Thank you to Bike Shop Agency, another one of our producers, and Phil Van Druden and Peter Romero, our music and graphic supervisors. Thank you to Alyssa Youngval, uh, our graphic designer, and Sheridan Youngval, another one of our graphic designers. Thank you to Vish for being on the show today. Yeah, I only have one, one other thing to oh, say. Oh, go ahead. If you enjoy whatever we were t we are talking about today, please let me know. And my email address is vish.ire at unco.edu.
let me know if you enjoyed it and uh, and if you need to talk to me more you are welcome to do that that's a great invitation thank you need to take him up on that you can also comment or you know email share like subscribe please everyone let us know how you liked this episode and yes please reach out to us we can get you in contact with Vish contact him directly and please like share subscribe all of that until next time everyone Nasravi cheers that's I learned that actually when I was with Vish in the Czech Republic Nasravi is cheers yeah Nasravi perfect like share subscribe <laughs> thanks <laughs>